We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often an hour's. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one day rule on its head and offer back to back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code datable and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. Hi, I'm Yui Shu. And I'm Julie Kraftchik. We're active daters turned dating sociologists. Here to dive into everything modern dating and relationships. Welcome to the Dateable Podcast. Are you ready for some brunch talk today? Our last one of the season. <laughs> you better be ready because we're coming in hot like French toast. <laughs> Our season finale of Brunch Talk doesn't mean we're going anywhere. It just means we're pausing the questions for just a few weeks. Yes. Give us a little break. You can still make sure to send them to us because we will prioritize them once we ramp up again. Mm-hmm. As you know, you can get them in through a review. So if you want to put your question in the body of a review, that will bump you up in line. Or feel free to email us hello at datable podcast.com or at dateable podcast on Instagram if you want to DM us there. And we'll get right into our very last question of the season. The question is, how do I meet more people IRL or in real life? And our listener wrote in and said, I've recently decided to take a break from the apps and want to focus my energy in person meeting people IRL. 
That being said, I've gone out a couple of times now and have met zero people in the process. (laughs) How can I better approach people? What are some tips or tactics you have? I totally experienced this recently. Went to all these networking events last week and I have so much social anxiety just thinking back to how did I do this before? And I made a point to go to these things by myself just to make myself talk to strangers. And I am Mm -hmm. in the same boat. Like it is not easy and you really have to be intentional about meeting people when you go out. But it is so magical when you meet people out in the wild. Mm -hmm. You never know who you're going to meet and you never know if there's going to be a connection or not. So I think the first step is to, before you go out there, is to have an intention. Say, I intend on meeting at least one person today, at least talking to one stranger today. I totally did this the other night. I went to this yoga party with my partner and I was like, we need to talk to at least one person. Like, (laughs) we can't go to this and not talk to anyone except for each other. But I'm glad that we're bringing it not even to a dating context because it shows how difficult it is, especially when you put the added pressure on of now your heart is attached to this and the worthiness of them responding in a certain way if they're interested in dating you or not. That just adds so much more to the dynamic, which can make the best of us really hesitant to ever talk to anyone. That being said, I think getting out of that mindset when you're anywhere and just looking at it like, hey, I'm just going to open the conversation to this person, even if you think that person is like the most attractive person you've ever seen, just keeping like the bar really freaking low to start with is I'm just going to get to <laughs> know a new person because the downside of IRL compared to apps is you really don't know what their situation is like right even if they're out and about like they could be taken so we need to just go into everything with the understanding of I'm just here to meet a new person that being said it's still hard to do that as you just said but remembering that everyone out and about especially if they're in a networking event or somewhere that is kind of warranting that you would talk to other people they probably want to be approached. Yeah. So there were two tactics I took at these networking events. One was I just felt people's vibe and saw who else was equally as anxious as I was. Mm. So I went (laughs) up to them and was like, hey, (laughs) do you know anybody here? And the girl I ended up talking to, she's like, no, I actually just trying to figure out what this event even is. Mm -hmm. So we bonded over that. And I felt like we were each other's buddies. Now it's like once you find one buddy, then you can go out and meet other people. And then we ended up meeting a bunch of other people. And And the second tactic, I was just very lucky this happened. Then I was like, oh, this is actually a very good tactic, is I went to a networking event at a bar. Everybody was in groups. It felt very cliquish. This one group was standing next to a large Jenga. Mm. And I just went over and I like examined it. And they looked over at me and I said, oh, hey, I'm just trying to figure out how I play Jenga with this. And then started the conversation that way. There's always something Mm -hmm. that you can ask people about or to point out as a conversation starter that isn't as nerve wracking as going up to a complete stranger and saying, hi, my name is. Yeah. I think also making sure you're approachable, staying off your phone. I've been so guilty of that before. Oh, yeah. That I've gone to an event by myself, but just out of nervous energy, I just 
spend it all on my phone. No one is going to come up to you if you're on your phone. And I like going out on your own, especially if your goal is to meet someone or maybe with one other friend. But anytime you start to have like a massive group, just forget about it. No one is going to come up to you because it's that click vibe that you were just saying. It's really intimidating and hard to break into that. I remember when I did 500 brunches. So some of our very early listeners might remember this because (laughs) we had 500 brunches as a sponsor and it unleashed all of our dateable listeners at one time. But I basically had this company and it came out of this feeling of, you know, wanting to foster IRL connections and having that as people that are just, you know, here to meet, whether it's under a dating context or not. Fun fact, UA and I met at a brunch, but the idea was how do you just have these more organic connections that could lead to more, whether it's a friendship, whether that's a networking connection, whether that is a romantic partner. That's also a fun fact how I met my ex. Mm -hmm. So it worked. I met so many people from this. You met two partners from it. I did. I did. But what I noticed was that a lot of people came by themselves. And Mm -hmm. I think actually when I was there without friends, like sometimes I had to have friends join the ones I was on, it's really easy to get like caught into just talking to the person you came there with. And it's scary to be there on your own, but especially if you're in a situation like that, where a lot of people are coming on their own too, it just makes the whole process a lot easier. Yeah. I think it also forces you to meet new people. Yeah, totally. When you are there with a familiar face, then of course you're going to stick with a familiar face, right? Yeah. But what is kind of a cool tactic that I learned when I was in Miami by myself was I went to a bar early to wait for a friend. So I knew my friend was coming, but I went to the bar an hour and a half early Mm, mm because I said, you know, I really want to explore the scene and I want to be there on my own before he gets there. So I was at the bar by myself and so many people came over and talked to me because I felt like I was very open to meeting people since I was already there to Mm. meet up with a friend. You know, I already had the safety net of someone coming. It wasn't like, oh, let's just stay here until something happens. I had an end game to all of it. I like that. And then I just kept my body language open. It was a really fun bar. There was live music. I was dancing by myself. And this group of really cool people came over and they were like, hey, we're just trying to figure out your deal. Are you waiting for a date? Are you getting stood up? You know, did you just have a breakup? Like they, oh they were God. making up stories about me on the side, which was so funny. And then ended up having one big party together when my friend showed up. If you are ever like, oh, I don't want to be thrown out there to the deep end yet, just Go to the place earlier and have your friend meet you at a certain time. I want to go into like where good places to go because I think so much of it is environment. Mm. But before we do that, let's talk about like approachability. We kind of touched on it a bit with some of this. Do you have any other ideas? I mean, something that comes to mind, just like, okay, so my partner, he loves band t-shirts. Yes. And whenever we go out, usually guys, but still people approach him and they talk to him about it. Yes. So I feel like the more you can have that's you know a hat or some sort of clothing item that warrants conversation that's like an easy in to have people start talking to you and you know to approach other people too if they're doing that is there anything else that you can think of yeah the statement pieces are huge if you're wearing your favorite sports team where you went to college people really relate to that kind of stuff and they will come up and talk to you Like you said, phones down, AirPods out, definitely have all the technology away from you. I've also noticed approachability is in the way you smile. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, smile. (laughs) 
yeah. think that's basic. Some people might not even. Yes, that's Some people don't. One. Yeah. So go in with a big smile. And two, are you smiling outward or are you smiling inward? Like you're having a conversation with yourself, you're chuckling. And I noticed when I was at these events last week, people who were smiling outwardly had mm-hmm. a better approachability factor than the people who were kind of like snickering to themselves, almost like they're having a conversation with themselves. Yeah. And then last but not least, it's the body language. Oh my gosh, if you're hunched over yeah. looking at your phone or your pants or something that's on you instead of like scanning the room and really opening yourself up to the environment sends a totally different message. Yeah. Eye contact is a big one. Oh, yes. And just even if you're afraid to initiate by looking at someone, it gives them permission to come over if they want to. Oh, yes. Yes, definitely. I did that with a girl at the yoga party. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard. It's so hard. That's why I'm like, I totally feel people on this. Like, I think it's so difficult. And I've never been good at this. This is something that has always been a challenge for me. So I feel the listener that wrote in on this. I would say like 80% of people probably find this very difficult or maybe (laughs) even higher. And you're a very extroverted social person, but it's still really fucking hard to talk to a stranger. I've only had a date from like a random person I've met, either if I've been blackout drunk or they've (laughs) approached me. And usually it's the both. Like one time I got asked out when I did karaoke, but I had a few beverages before I got there. But I don't think there's ever been a time where I've like approached someone and then got on a date with them after. Mm. I've definitely met people through friends of friends. Like I've dated people that way, but honestly, that even a lot of them took time to develop. Yeah. Or if I did meet them, I didn't even realize that I was like hitting on them at all. Mm. Like with my ex that I met from 500 brunches, I remember him being like, right, yeah. oh, you were sending me the signals. And I was like, I was? Yeah, I was? I'm like, I am interested, but I didn't realize that. Like I wasn't doing that intentionally. Like that was just a byproduct of it. Yeah. <laughs> It's hard. Yeah, it's really tough. I do want to go into like where Mm -hmm. are good places to go. But before we do, let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the High Love gummies because it is just the right amount of THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATABLE at ViaHemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to ViaHemp.com and use the code DATABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's ViaHemp.com and use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from ViaHemp. This episode is made possible by Armoire. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. 
With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out. Listen, I live in Southern California. There is absolutely no need for puffer coats or any sort of those winter jackets. But when I travel anywhere else in the world in these cold months, I'm often burdened with the task of getting winter clothes. And now with Armoire, I can just rent my winter wardrobe. It's brilliant. Right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash datable. That is armoire.style spelled A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. We are so excited to share with you our new podcast, Exit Interview. Dates don't usually end with a satisfaction survey, and yet we rate everything in our lives, from Uber drivers to local coffee shops. So why don't we do the same thing when dating? We're here to conduct the ultimate romance review, featuring daters hungry for love who have agreed to call up old flames to gather honest feedback. Welcome to Exit Interview. He upgraded himself to business class while I was in astronomy. <laughs> Wait, wow. What? There's feedback that will make you cringe. She could be a little bit hard-headed, like not reading the writing on the wall. And feedback that will make you swoon. But she said that she had feelings for you. I had no idea. Really? And maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, knew I was going to learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview. Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We kind of covered approachability. Mm-hmm. Where you go. Because I think where you go actually matters a lot, too. So important. Yes. Like I said, I'm still a firm believer of anything that is like, I mean, friends of friends is a given, right? I'll say that first and foremost. If there's a house party, if there's like a picnic or a brunch or anything that you know there's going to be people that you know are connected to your network but aren't like people you know well, mm-hmm. go. I feel like that is the easiest way to meet new people, hands down, because you don't need to make these like awkward interactions. Like someone's just going to be like, oh, hey, you know, my friend UA, like it's easy. So I'd say that first and foremost. If that isn't available to you, whether you've run out of people or you're just in a situation where you don't have that at your disposal, I think going to like anything that's like a repetitive group is really good. Like if there's like some sort of pickleball group or hiking group, it has to be relevant to your interests or you're going to burn out real fast and you're not going to go. But anything that you can like build over time or anything that's like a small group of people, like I think the brunches worked really well because you kind of were all going into this together. It was new for everyone. You were matched in a small group. It was kind of like an offshoot of meetup in a way, right? It's like this Mm -hmm. way to meet new people that you're signing up for, but you're also going to be in a group of six to eight 
and you're going to be together for an hour. And Mm -hmm. hopefully within that group of at least eight people, you'd have at least a couple people that are interesting to talk to. Right. So the benefit, though, of that over like a networking event or party where people kind of come and go is that you are kind of forced to talk to those people. Mm -hmm. And that's a good thing because like we said, a lot of it's just time. The more fleeting things are, it's sometimes harder to translate that into seeing that person ever again. Right. Even like a Toastmasters or a running club, anything where you know you're going to be seeing each other on a weekly or biweekly basis, and you know you're all working on Mm -hmm. improving a skill together. That's also a great way to bond. And let's just preface this by saying you may not meet a romantic interest, but you never know who you're going to meet. Yeah. And if they have a friend, a roommate, a grandson <laughs> who may never be know. really great for you. <laughs> yeah, you never know. And that's the beauty of meeting people IRL, You like leaving up to chance. Mm-hmm. I want to know what is a yoga party? Because that sounds like a <laughs> great place to meet people. So the yoga studio, my partner and I do yoga every Sunday, a restorative flow. So we go to the same studio and they had just a Gemini happy hour to celebrate Gemini season. So it's clearly just any excuse to like meet new people right and they had free food they had music that people were dancing it was just a party at the yoga studio that's pretty much what it was so there you go your common language is this yoga studio you go to and then when you go to these parties you can talk about your favorite instructors which classes you take you already have a common language that you're speaking similarly if you belong to a museum and go to the museum parties for the members Mm -hmm. it's also a great way to meet other people. We actually love just anything that's supporting the arts Yeah, because you're learning something new and hopefully you love the arts. And if you don't, don't do this. But, you know, like there's Philharmonic, the symphony. There's so many ways to get involved that have these members only events. They're just a fabulous way to meet people. So UA and I used to be part of this one called Art Point Mm -hmm. in SF. They no longer exist. They used to throw parties around the art exhibits at De Young Museum and Legion of Honor in San Francisco. And there used to be like galas or dress up events. And we had a friend, David was his name, and he loved art museums. And I was like, dude, you need to go to this. There's so many women at these things. Because let's just be honest, that's where it's skewed. So he went in the first event that he went to, he met his wife. Yep, that's how it worked. Still thanks me today. But I think the key was that he actually did like the arts. Like I wouldn't be like, hey, you guys should come to this event because there's a lot of chicks there. You know, like that's lame. Right. But if you actually would get something out of it and you're like, Ash, this is a really good opportunity for you to meet people. Right. That's how you got to look at it. Like how do you align your interests with areas that you'd actually talk to people because he could go to art museums every week and never talk to anyone but this was a way that was a social oh yeah way to do so and all of these programs and organizations they want to attract younger people so they love organizing events like that to attract a younger crowd such a great place to meet people some places to avoid would be Anything that's loud. Yeah. You know, like a music festival, bars, clubs. I just don't understand it. You're like, hey, 
what's your name? Or go to like, bars on like Tuesday nights. Yeah. Or Sunday nights, yeah. Or you had a friend that said, like, go when it's raining. Yeah. Well, we all go on Friday and Saturday nights, and you end up talking to the people you came with. It's always like that. Yeah. Or if you're gonna go, go with, like, one or two friends. Right. It can't be more than that, or there's just no shot. It's always been my dream to create my own cheers in whatever neighborhood I'm in. So I definitely had that in New York. I just had my neighborhood local bar, and the bartender- Wait, was it would... the one that- <laughs> Not Mad River, but was Mad it? River was- okay. Mad River was the cheers. <laughs> Cheers for when you're trying to get wasted at 2 a.m. Okay. But there was another neighborhood bar that was... half a block away from my apartment I knew the bartender really well and she'd give me all the dirt about all the people who came in mm-hmm. and I would just actually go in there and work there sometimes and it was wonderful because I felt like people were coming into my home I was like hosting yeah. them inside my home well that's a key point is being comfortable mm. because I feel like if you're like on the lookout for people it's just a very uncomfortable energy yes so the more you can just be like okay I own where I am even if it's not like your home or anything, but I'm comfortable in my skin here, whether I talk to someone or not, I'm just enjoying it. That's why aligning where you go to your interests is really important, not just going somewhere to meet random people because people can tell when you're doing that. Can we just touch upon the vibe when you do go out, though? It drives me absolutely insane to go out with people who are just there to scope out people. Okay, Who are there who don't want to spend time with their friends, who couldn't give a shit about what the event is. They're just there to meet somebody for dating purposes. And we've gone out with a few people like that when we used to go out in SF. And it's just not a good time because no. you're giving off the vibe that you're real thirsty. Yes. And you're just there to meet somebody oh to my God. go home with. So that's not a great vibe. And then for your friends who are there with you, they're like, hello, am I here? Do you care? Absolutely. I think anytime you're like positioning yourself to attract people, Like, we're not saying don't, like, go up to people, but you don't need to be like, I'm going to stand in the center of this bar and (laughs) pick up the magical energy. Like, stand with me here. It's just so awkward. So that's a really good point, too, because I'm all for meeting people in real life. One of my biggest pet peeves is when people are like, I'm on the apps or I'm going to meet people in real life. Do both. Just do both. Like, it doesn't need to be this big declaration. Yes. You have many ways. Like, who knows where your person's going to come in from? Why limit your options. Make it a holistic strategy. But I think when you go out with such intention of meeting people, that's when it's it's set up for failure a bit because when that doesn't happen, you get really like depressed about it and that's like when we get these messages like, "Oh, what am I doing wrong? Like I can't meet anyone." It just needs to be natural. Like that's the only bit to it. Like just approach people like you're just trying to meet a new person. Whatever happens, happens. And I know it's easier said than done, but the less pressure we can put on every interaction, the better. That's another reason why I think not being off apps just to be IRL is a good strategy because then you're just putting so much pressure every time you go out. Right. They're both kind of tools for you to meet people. And It does require skill to meet strangers. So going out to meet people 
IRL is another way to challenge yourself and to practice those social skills. If it really scares the shit out of you, approach someone who works there. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like they start, have to talk to you. They have to talk. <laughs> approach the people who are paid to talk to you first, and then maybe they can introduce you to someone. Yeah. Don't go beeline for the person that you're like super attracted to. Start with the people who are paid to be friendly and to talk to party guests or whatever. That's always a great way to do it and set these intentions for yourself. One is I'm going to meet someone new today. Two is I'm going to have a good time. And three is I'm going to learn something new. That's it. Yeah, I love that. Start small. I think even just giving yourself points if you just initiate a convo. Like, I love the, I'm yeah. just going to talk to one new person today. That's it. That's it. One. It doesn't need to be like, I'm going to meet the love of my life tonight. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if that was your intention? You just go I home feel like crying. people do that, though. Like, wow. totally do that. Oh, my God. I feel like maybe I was guilty of that at one point. Yeah. <laughs> well, sorry to <sighs> burst all your bubbles, but the chances of that is pretty low. <laughs> it is. I think though, you have to think about it too as more holistic. It's not every interaction, but it's the fact that you're getting more confidence, the fact that you're learning how to engage with people. All this is preparing you Mm -hmm. for that day when your person crosses your path, whether that's through an app, whether that's at a bar, whether it's at a music festival, whether that's at a Toastmasters event, we don't know where they're going to be. Just diversifying and living a full life and exercising those social muscles. That's what you need to just keep doing. Thanks for this great question. Wonderful question. I'm sure we'll get more just like this. If you want to get your questions answered in our next season, which is just a few weeks away, don't worry, we're not going away for that long. You can always email us, hello at datablepodcast.com. You can DM us on Instagram at datablepodcast is the handle. Or if you really want to shoot up to the front of the line, Leave us a rating and review in Apple Podcasts, five stars followed by your question in the body of your review. That is guaranteed <laughs> top of the line, front of the line, however you want to say it. But you are first, okay? You are prioritized. And we're not really going anywhere. We said this on an episode a couple back that we're on our off season, which we're now calling our on season. Basically, it's a continuation of our wonderful podcast. We just explore different content And, you know, one of our favorite things to do is interview each other. That's been a crowd favorite for a while. So make sure to check in this coming week for just the typical standard programming. And we'll be back with Brunch Talk next season as well. Well, I'm not going to say see you next week for Brunch Talk, but see you on the pod. (laughs) See you next week there. Bye. The Dateable Podcast is part of the Frolic Media Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Dateable Podcast and visit datablepodcast.com for access to all the episodes and our premium programs. Also, make sure to subscribe today if you haven't already on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform so you are the first to get all the latest episodes. And most importantly, stay dateable.